Hey there, welcome to the Hot Mess Mom Health Podcast. Do you wish you could find a sustainable way to get healthy and not feel overwhelmed in the process? Do you find yourself up late at night scouring Pinterest for meal prep ideas and quick workouts? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel stressed out and disappointed when you fall back in your old habits? Drive through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for the second time this week, all while the fresh produce you just bought goes bad. Hey, I'm Rebecca. I too am a working mom of two littles and self-proclaimed hot mess mom. All my life I've struggled with trying to maintain a healthy weight and feel good in my skin. I could add yo-yo dieter to my resume. After I packed on 50 plus pounds with two pregnancies, I decided to change for good. I wanted to stop obsessing about food, stay consistent, and set a good healthy example for my kids. But I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the energy, or accountability to stay on track until I changed my mindset and created one healthy habit at a time. In this podcast, you will find simple, actionable steps so you can create a healthy lifestyle and get relief from the overwhelm. Spray that dry shampoo, grab your iced coffee, turn up the volume, and let's get healthy. Hey there, happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Miss Mom Health. I hope you guys all listening had an amazing Mother's Day, and we are settling into another week, so happy Monday. This week, what I wanted to share with you guys, um, if, you, if you are a listener and you have been for a while, I have shared my journey of giving up caffeine, and I wanted to share with you kind of how I got to giving it up, why I'm probably never going to consume much of it again, and the biggest thing that I got out of giving it up. So I hope that this could help somebody out there. And I am not saying there are not any benefits to consuming caffeine. What I'm sharing is my experience. And I know this could help somebody out there. Somebody out there may be experiencing things similar to what I was experiencing. And I figured when I did this, what was the harm in giving it up? Like just to see how I felt and just to see how my symptoms were and things like that. So if you're struggling with certain things and you just want to give something up that maybe you haven't thought about, caffeine may be that one kind of like hidden thing that you kind of don't realize you're consuming a ton of, which I was. So to give you like some basic information as to like what even is caffeine. So the definition of caffeine is a crystalline compound that is found especially in tea and coffee plants and is a stimulant of the central nervous system. So when I read that definition, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. It's like, whoa, is it a drug? Like it's stimulating my central nervous system. It sounded pretty serious to me and it kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I still consumed my coffee as I did for, I don't know, 20 plus years. And as most of you out there listening probably are. Now, what are the things that you're consuming that have caffeine in them? Obviously, tea and uh, tea and coffee are the big ones, but chocolate has caffeine, some sodas have caffeine, some candy, some gums, energy drinks, um, certain medicines have caffeine in them and are stimulating you as well. So kind of being aware of what you're consuming that has caffeine is, I think, step number one. And for me, it was coffee and black tea by far. I mean, I maybe was drinking on a good day 100 ounces and on other days probably 200 ounces of caffeine-related beverages. And I mean, I mean, probably during the pandemic, I was drinking more and I didn't even really think about it. It was just like, you know, you're at home, you're stressed out, you walk to your coffee pot or you brew a cup of tea and you really don't even think about how many ounces you're consuming. Um, A regular cup of coffee typically has about 95 milligrams of caffeine. So I don't even want to do the math on what I was consuming as far as caffeine milligrams a day, but it's like ridiculous. So, you know, if you're just kind of 
thinking about like how much caffeine maybe maybe I'm consuming. Now, obviously, that's a range, and I think black tea has a lot too, and certain teas have more. And some people are drinking espresso, right, which has even more caffeine. So something to kind of just be aware of and getting a baseline of how much caffeine you're actually consuming. Um, obviously, it's an acidic item, so it could potentially mess with your stomach. If you have stomach issues, it might not be the best thing to be consuming, and it could be triggering to you with that. Um, caffeine affects women totally differently than men, which kind of blew my mind too, which I had no idea. And there are certain genes that you can have that basically are going to make you more tolerant or intolerant to caffeine. Like there are some people that if they drink one cup, they're like wired. And no matter how many more cups they drink, it just makes it worse. But if they drink one cup, they're good. Like they don't need any more because it's so stimulating to them. And that could be something to do with our genes, you know, which I thought was pretty cool too. Now, I think I was one of those that was consuming so much that I didn't even notice it was doing anything to me anymore. Like I said, 100, 200 ounces of caffeine-related beverages a day. I I don't think I even knew what not being on it was like until I completely went off cold turkey. Um, But again, it's hidden in some things. Like if you eat a lot of chocolate, it's in chocolate. If you drink a lot of soda, it's in soda. It's in some candy and gums. And if you consume energy drinks, you could be consuming a lot more than you even think. Um, So again, be aware of all of those things. And know like maybe you are one of those people that are just super, get super wired off of one cup. And that one cup is kind of satisfying to you and you don't need to consume any more than you know, this episode probably isn't for you, but if you're kind of like, maybe I want to cut back on my caffeine, maybe I want to see if it's triggering some symptoms to X, Y, or Z. Um, That's kind of why I wanted to do this because that's where I was. That's what I did. Um, And knowing that women metabolize caffeine more slowly, like that one cup, depending upon how sensitive you are, is going to last a lot longer as far as stimulating you than it is in men. Um, You know, another one of those things like lucky us women, we metabolize it more slowly so it affects us longer, which I mean, may be a good thing, but also maybe a bad thing, especially if you're consuming coffee closer to bedtime, right? Like it's going to potentially keep you up or keep you stimulated longer. Whereas like my husband will have literally a cup of coffee before bed every night, hit the pillow and be out. And it drives me bonkers because I'm like, why are you doing that? Like I would be up for days if I had cups of coffee right before bed. Like it's just, I would consume a lot of caffeine, but it would always be probably before two o'clock, anything after that. And it would affect me at night um, for some reason. So if I were to have a cup of coffee at dinner, it would always be decaf. Um, But just kind of knowing these things was kind of surprising to me. So if you've ever wondered or just kind of, wanted some general knowledge, like all this stuff I researched when I was, you know, looking it up was kind of mind blowing. Um, Now it's just like anything else, you become more and more dependent on it. And I know it's like the taste of it's really good. A lot of us enjoy the taste, but as far as like getting the hit of energy boost or just feeling like, I don't know, sometimes it makes you like have this like anxious feeling. Like I know it would do that for me, which almost you become like almost like addicted to that feeling. Um, between the coffee taste being enjoyable and then that feeling of like anxiousness you get after it, um, it could be almost like an addicting factor to it. I know I definitely experienced that. Um, so knowing those things about it, I, you know, again, like I said, I was experiencing some symptoms with skin issues and it was just something that I started digging into more and more about the potentials of what caffeine is doing to my body that I never, never would have thought. So it could keep us anxious. It can raise blood pressure. Now, luckily, I've never had an issue with blood pressure, but if you are experiencing an issue or maybe that's in your family history, knowing like caffeine can affect that is, again, I didn't know that. So um, it could also um, give women 
um, breast tissue cysts, which again, I had no idea. I literally had zero idea. So just knowing these things, and again, I'm not saying caffeine's horrible, it's bad for everybody, but I didn't know these things. So I would assume that somebody out there listening maybe doesn't know these things either. And maybe you're considering giving it up or limiting it. And I think there are some really good reasons that you should or could, um, if that's something that you're looking to do. So for me, my journey with this caffeine, um, maybe deciding I wanted to get rid of it, was all based upon my cystic acne. And so basically what happened was I started researching a bunch of different things, you know, through the years of going to dermatologists and doctors, just getting extremely frustrated. I'm almost 40 years old and I'm still suffering from these cystic, uh, cystic bumps that come on my face every single month. And they're typically coming on my face the week before my period and they don't go away until the week after my period. So there'd be like two and a half weeks where my skin's like jacked and it just, you know, the bumps and it's really sore. And then if I mess with it, it scabs and just looks horrible. And it's embarrassing. Like I'm a grown ass woman. I don't want to be having these gross things on my face. And it was really driving me bonkers. I've never in my life been able to figure this out. So I decided to start doing some research on my own. I've had, you know, obviously labs and blood work and different hormone tests and thyroid tests and this and that, and nothing has ever come up. But based upon, you know, other symptoms, I started researching some stuff and kind of narrowed in on this thing called estrogen dominance. And I have not been diagnosed with this. I do not know officially that this is what I was experiencing or am experiencing. I don't know anything. All I don't know anything for sure, I should say. And I'm not a doctor. But what I do know is that to me, the way the cystic, cyst, cyst, cystic acne was coming, I can't talk, cystic acne was coming onto my face, it was very hormonal based in the sense that there was a cycle to it, right? And it was always around my period. So I was convinced without a doubt that it had something to do with my hormones. And if you have some skin issues, maybe tracking that or really trying to hone in on when your acne is flaring up. Mine was almost like to the T consistently flaring up around my cycle and hanging around because the cysts don't go away. Like it's not like a little, you know, whitehead pimple or blackhead pimple you can pop and it kind of goes away. They're deep, painful under the skin and they don't want to go. Like they just don't want to go anywhere. So I was really determined and digging into information and kind of honed in, like I said, on estrogen dominance. I have not officially, like I said, been diagnosed with this or even really gotten a doctor to talk to me about it. But what I do know is I found this stuff online and it says drinking caffeine can increase estrogen levels in women, sometimes leading to an estrogen dominant state. That was from a medical contributor on ABC News. And there's many other articles that I was reading that saying there was a connection between caffeine and estrogen levels. So for me, I was like, okay, let's just hypothetically say this is what I have. And drinking the crazy amounts of caffeine is maybe I already have like a maybe on the higher side, estrogen, and this is like escalating it. And this is potentially what's causing my acne. So I kind of took a hard look at it. I dabbled in it a little bit in February. Um, if you go back to some episodes on the podcast, um, I talk about that a little bit where, you know, I wanted to give it up. I was afraid of withdrawal symptoms and I was really struggling with, you know, what do I do? How do I do this? I was really frustrated because I didn't want to give my coffee up, honestly. Um, but I finally was just like, no. I told myself I was going to do this. I'm going to do it. And went cold turkey and got rid of all the caffeine. So I went from like crazy amounts, 200 ounces a day of black tea, coffee to zero. 
And it was rough at first, right? I went through crazy withdrawal symptoms, which is another thing that kind of lets you know you can be too far into the caffeine is, you know, because it's so stimulating, going completely off will definitely give you some withdrawal symptoms, which at least for most people I've spoken to, you will get this. So I toughed it out. I ended up taking a ton of like Advil leave just to ease the pain in my head. And I honestly, you know, didn't really get super energized at first. It took a while for me to really feel like I knew what my normal state of energy was. However, it was interesting to see that within, I'd say like 30 days, so one full cycle. And then now I've been, this is the third full cycle, zero zero cystic acne bumps on my face. When I say zero, I mean zero. Like, am I going to sit here and tell you my skin is perfect? Absolutely not. I have scars from previous stuff. Um, And do I get like, you know, the little bumps here and there? Yes, absolutely. But the cystic acne, the painful cyst that I would get month after month that would sit on my face for two plus weeks, I have not had one in three menstrual cycles. To me, that's phenomenal. And it is the reason why I will probably never drink regular caffeine again. And I love the taste of coffee. I absolutely love the taste of iced coffee so, so much. And I am consuming decaf coffee, but just to give you an idea, like an eight ounce cup of regular is about 95 milligrams of caffeine and an eight ounce cup of decaf is two milligrams of caffeine. So even if I have 40 ounces of it a day, my caffeine consumption is so minuscule compared to what it was. Now, because you know, I'm, I'm on this health journey, I'm turning 40 this year, and I'm like looking at all the things and trying to figure out what drives my body the best and how I feel the best. I am trying to find the balance between, you know, what tastes good and what is going to feel my body good and all of those things. So I am limiting my iced coffee consumption. I found a really great iced coffee cold brew online, but I also found a couple good uh, herbal teas that I feel better about consuming because they have zero caffeine. So there's always going to be substitutes for you out there. But the number one reason why I am probably never going to consume caffeine like I was is because my skin is so much better. And I wish I would have known this 10 years ago. And maybe it wouldn't have been the thing that fixed it 10 years ago. But I mean, and I'm only one person. I've done a lot of Googling and researching and it looks like there are some other people out there that this is like a major trigger for them. So I think that that's something, you know, maybe just a lot of people aren't talking about. It's it's not a medicine. Like I can't tell you through the years how many times I have been to dermatologists and they've just wanted to write me scripts for my face. Now putting something topically on a cyst isn't really doing jack squat for it. Honestly, I've been through all medications The only thing I've never been on, which I've talked about in other episodes, is Accutane because it always frightened me. And to be honest, I know people that have been on it and their acne comes right back when they go off of it. So there's people that it cures everything and there's other people that it just doesn't. And for me, it wasn't worth the risk. And if I only knew that something so easy as just removing caffeine from my diet would have cleared up my skin years ago, oh my God, I would have done it in a heartbeat without question, right? that I didn't know. So I'm hoping that this episode could help even if it's just one other person that is struggling with skin issues. And if you're struggling with anything, like let's say some gut issues or maybe some rashes or or just other things that you have not been able to figure out, maybe caffeine is that trigger for you because I believe that it was the trigger for my cystic acne. So it doesn't hurt, right? Elimination diets are great. Removing caffeine from your diet, heck, maybe you'll just feel energized. Like I feel naturally energized now. I don't feel like I have to lean on something to get my energy as a crutch. Like I just, I feel good about that. And again, I'm not, I know coffee has health benefits too, and but maybe not for everybody, right? I don't think 
the benefits outweigh the risks for me with my face. I'd rather have my skin looking good and feeling confident than I would consuming all the caffeine and my skin looking like garbage. So that is my story. That's my journey. Um, And one last note that I will say, because it's something when I was digging in all the research of this caffeine stuff, you know, coffee, the beans, conventional coffee is one of the most heavily chemically treated crops in the entire world with pesticides. So with that being said, that is something that kind of freaked me out too, because knowing how much caffeine I was consuming and knowing potentially the amount of pesticides I was consuming, that is not something that I want to be doing on a daily basis, right? Like flooding my system. And maybe those pesticides were affecting my estrogen levels too. I mean, there's research behind that too. So there's all of these different things that are potentially causing this acne for me. So I'm now, even if I'm drinking decaf, I'm sourcing organic, pure, um, Wandering Bear is the company I'm drinking now. It's a cold brew, it's organic, and it's decaf, which is a win-win for me. Um, But even if I'm drinking a hot cup, I only buy organic decaf now. um, And it's like I said, my consumption of it is way, 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 way down. Um, But I just really enjoy the taste. So I'm not willing to like say I'm never going to consume decaf coffee uh, just yet. But for now, that's, it's got my skin looking good and calm and I feel good. And knowing that I'm not consuming all of those pesticides from regular coffee is a huge win for me too. And who knows, maybe it was the pesticides causing my skin. I'll never know the answer to that. But I do know that not being on the stimulant, so much of it every single day, I feel good. So I hope this episode may help someone out there. If you're struggling with anything, it's worth a shot to eliminate caffeine and just see what happens, right? I have been off it for since the middle to the end of February. So yeah, I mean, I feel good. I feel energized. And I hope that maybe if you give it up or at least think about giving it up or maybe starting to decrease it, maybe don't go cold turkey like I did. I'm a little crazy. Um, so you don't get all the headaches. It would be a good idea for you and just kind of see. And if you do get success and it helps clear up your skin or anything, I would love to hear your story. I would love to know that this podcast is blessing someone out there and helping them in some way in their health journey. So please feel free to email me, hotmessmomhealth at gmail.com. Have an amazing week and I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. If you love this episode, please leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me and it would help me get the word out about helping other moms reclaim their health. Thank you so much.